there is hope. What is hope all about? Stephen Lang tells a story of... Um, shall I just point to it and you do it? told a story about an old sailor who looked at the skies and saw a dark storm coming. And it, as the sea became choppy, rough and choppy, the old salt calmly lowered the heavy chained anchor. Can we change it from up there? And he was worried about the storm coming, so... He calmly lowered the heavy chained anchor link by link. He battened down the, the hatches and he went to bed for the night. He knew the storm would be rough, but he had faith in the grasp of the anchor. I've asked for it to change. Thanks. Can you watch me, please? But he had faith in the grasp of the anchor. He knew his boat would be there in the morning. You know, what, 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 what defines hope? Like that sailor, we have an anchor for our lives that can help us stand fast through the storms of life, and it is called hope. To the Christian, hope is the knowledge that we are changed for the better as we trust in God's purposes. Scripture says, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. You know, it is the conviction that no matter the circumstances, how bad things are, God's plans for lives are good. For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. But our hope gets derailed, doesn't it, sometimes? What can cause our hope to go sour? Often, we hope in the wrong things. It's so easy to place our hope in the wrong things, like, like in, into a relationship that it's going to work when, in fact, the fact of the matter is it's never going to work. And things that we can see, taste, touch and feel, these are the things that are controllable to us. But God says his kingdom is, is not of the world. Jesus answered, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight so that I could not be able to be delivered to the Jews. But now my kingdom is not from here. In fact, the things of the world, what we put our faith in, the economy, the prime minister, whatever, do not provide a firm foundation to our lives. The Bible says, Beware lest anyone cheat you through philosophy and empty deceit, according to the tradition of man, according to the basic principles of the world, and not according to Christ. 
It's only when we look to the true foundation for living, which is Jesus Christ, will we find hope that can anchor our souls. It all begins with our relationship with God. If you have not been born again, that has invited Jesus Christ into your heart and following him and know him, your hope is simply misplaced. If you are feeling hopeless right now, consider where your primary hope is grounded. Is it grounded in your family? Is it grounded in your husband? Is it ground, grounded in the belief that everything's going to be hunky-dory for the next few years? Because if that's where your hope is placed, your hope is misplaced. Consider where your primary hope is grounded. If it is not in Jesus, come to him this morning and find a hope like there is no other. And Jesus offers this hope freely to all who are willing to come to him, acknowledge their sin and trust in his cleansing blood for eternal life. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Jesus said, he who believes in me shall live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. That's something to hope for. Jack Wellman, talking about hope in God in hopeless times, says that we live in uh, an age which is so troubled. People losing their jobs, the stock market's falling, the milk a price crashing, natural c catastrophes, and an uncertainty, uncertainty in what the, the future holds. If you were a child in Syria right now, would you have a lot of hope? Look what Jesus says about what's going to happen up ahead. Be a moment. Jesus said, and you will hear of wars and threats of wars, but don't panic. Yes, these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in many parts of the world. But all of this is only the first of the birth pangs, with more to come. Then you will be arrested, persecuted and killed. You will be hated all over the world because you are my followers. You guys prepared for that, what's coming up ahead? And many will turn away from me and betray and hate each other. This is Jesus speaking. And many false prophets will appear and will deceive many people. Sin will be rampant everywhere and the love of many will grow cold. I wonder why the church isn't absolutely packed to the brim and hanging out the back doors. Is there a lot of people whose faith has failed? 
whose love has waxed cold in our community here in rural Y? I think so. If you know who, who I'm talking about, pray for them. Pray for them because I wouldn't be in their shoes if when the Lord comes. The good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it and then the end will come. Then Jesus will come. Praise God. That's where my hope is. My hope is in Jesus is going to come. doesn't matter what's going to happen. I, I know that he's coming. You know, if you, if, if you are losing hope at times, you're in, you're in, you're in good company. We all, we all fail a little bit in hope, with a lack of hope, but Job, Moses, Jonah, Jeremiah, and even the, the powerful prophet in the Old Testament, Elijah, all failed at times. Their hope failed. Imagine old Jonah in the, in, inside a whale with all the chemicals of that whale's body washing over him, trying to breathe. Do you think he might have lost hope there for a little bit? <laughs> but he hung in there and gets spewed out on the beach. No wonder the town of Nineveh repented. Can you imagine seeing this body walking up the beach completely bleached? His skin would have been completely bleached because the acids in the, in the, in, in, in the fish's stomach would have... They must have got a huge fright when he started walking in and telling the town to repent. <laughs> no wonder they repented. You know, there is real hope, and this is a key, folks, listen to this, when a person reads the word of God regularly. Because then you'll find out from the scriptures and you, that you can know for certain that we have a secure and certain future. For God will never allow us to suffer beyond our own capabilities to handle it. There is nothing on this earth more certain than hope in God. He will never leave us, nor will he ever forsake us. He is our anchor in the present and the future. Now, I want to take a little walk through the Bible. Have we got that other mic handy? Because I want someone in each row. Is that switched on? I want everyone in each row, just pass it back, read out a scripture, and speak it out loud. Is that mic on? Hello. We're recording this, so this is why it's important. So whatever scripture is on, on, on top, yep. okay. read so. it out and speak it out and then pass it to someone else and then pass it round. And we're going to go through a trip through the Bible to see what the Bible says about hope. Let's go. Psalm 31, 24. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. All who hope in the Lord. Psalm 33, 18 and 19. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, 
on those who hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Psalm 42, 5. Why are you cast down, O my soul, and why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Psalm 71, 5. For you are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust from my youth. 71, 14. But I will hope continually and will praise you yet more and more. Proverbs 13, 12. Hope deferred makes the, sick, the heart sick, but when the desire comes, it is a tree of life. Just stop on that one for a moment. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. So if you are hoping for something and your trust isn't deep enough in the Lord, and that, that doesn't come to pass, then you can become sick. It happened to me. Two or three years ago, there were th three things I lost hope in. One of them was that my children weren't following the Lord, and I was losing hope. And I had a heart attack. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. And while I was in the hospital, I got a phone call from Janine Smith, my sister-in-law, who had a prophetic word. And she said, these three things you have lost hope in. And one of them was that my children were away from the Lord. But the Lord said, ah, but I love them more than you do. So I could have faith in that the Lord will rescue them one by one. And one of my beautiful daughters is here today. I've got two, two daughters in Palmerston North, both going to church now. And I've got two rascal sons. One of them really loves the Lord. And he's always preaching at people. But he still smokes dope, I think. So the Lord's got some areas to deal with, hasn't he? And the other son, he's, he gets himself in a lot of trouble. But he's the first one to ring me on my birthday or Father's Day and t tell me that he loves me. So I believe every one of my children are going to be hooked into the Lord, including my stepson, Rock. He's going to one day wake up, grow up, and call out to the Lord. I believe that. Let's go on. Proverbs twenty three eighteen. For surely there is a hereafter, and your hope will not be cut off. Jeremiah seventeen seven. Bless the man, or bless is the man who trusts in the Lord, and those hope is, and those hope is. The Lord. Amen. Psalm thirty-one twenty-four. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen your heart, and you, and all you, who hope in the Lord. Amen. 
Psalm 33:18-19. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear Him, on those who hope in His mercy, to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Psalm 42.5 Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. Psalm 71.5 You are my hope, O Lord God. You are my trust for my youth. Psalm 71.14, but I will hope continually and praise you yet more and more. <laughs> Romans 5.1-5, therefore having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have access by faith into this grace in which we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only that, but we also glory in tribulations, knowing that tribulation produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. Now hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Is that Connor? 1 Corinthians 14, 4-6 Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up does not behave rudely, does not seek its own, is not provoked, thinks no evil, does not rejoice in iniquity, iniquity, does not rejoice in the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Thessalonians 5 verse 8. But let us who are of the day be sober, putting on the breastplate of faith and love, and as a helmet, the hope of salvation. Titus 1.2, in hope of eternal life, which God, who cannot lie, promised before time began. Titus 2. <coughs> Titus 2.13, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Hebrews 10, verse 23. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he was promised as faithful. Hebrews 11.1, 1. now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Okay, we'll stop there because then it repeats itself. You know, this life can beat us down with trials, sorrows and debilitating worry. You know, but when it seems hopeless, God's messages, which were in those scriptures that you just read, about our future hope can deeply encourage us. 
So therefore, when there are circumstances around you that look hopeless, you've got no option but to spend time in the word and with the Lord to discover that the hope is in him, that he will pull you through. Skip through to Revelation 24, if it's there. It should be about three through. And God will wipe away... This is what we've got to remember is going to happen one day. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. One day we will be with the Lord, and there will be no pain. There will be no hopelessness, because we will be with him. In the book of First Peter, we're exhorted to respond to difficulties in our lives in a completely foreign way that we would normally want to respond. The Bible says in First uh, Peter 4, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trial when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice, seems a funny thing to do, rejoice when the tribulation comes upon you, insofar as you share Christ's suffering, that you may also rejoice and be glad when his glory is revealed. So if our hope is in Jesus, we will get through that difficult time. Now Peter is calling us to have a heaven, heavenward focus in this life. And trials will sh certainly come. And we should not be caught off guard. In fact, they're the very thing that God uses to test our faith. So when things are suddenly going wrong, and the bank's calling up, and you've got difficulties, no good panicking and falling apart and getting depressed and not getting out of bed. How's that going to solve anything? The answer is, is to do what Jan, Jan does. Go and climb toka toka or if that's a bit too high wander around the backyard and start praising the lord i remember the one and only time i ever felt depressed believe it or not i was in taupo and i woke up one morning and i felt really down now i say the once and only time because i don't ever remember feeling down i've been very lucky and very fortunate that i've got an optimistic spirit but I woke up that morning and I, it was like a, a weight was upon me. And I didn't want to get out of bed. I didn't want to think. So I reluctantly started speaking in tongues. Why? Because the Bible says, He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifies himself. So I began to speak. And as I began to flow, and as I began to flow, the weight just lifted off. It was gone. So there's a key. So how do we build a foundation of hope into our lives? You know, even if you know Jesus as your saviour, you can still lose hope. And we learn from Proverbs that hope deferred makes the heart sick. And when our hopes are de delayed, we can be overcome by a, a great sense of despair. And a demon called despair will visit you and make it ten times worse. So sometimes when you're finding it very difficult to break out, you're speaking in tongues, you're praising the Lord, well then seek a friend to pray for you and, and command that thing to leave, to come off you. Now here are four practical steps, and we're going to end in a few minutes, 
that you can take every day to build a sure foundation of hope that will carry you through the storms of life. Number one, submit yourself to God. God is the source of our hope. Come to him in humility and he will restore you. That's in 1 Peter 5, 6-7. A second foundational thing is to strengthen your faith. Allow God's previously fulfilled promises to renew your hope. You know the Bible says, remember the things that I have done. Tell your children about the things that I have done. God has given us a written record of countless ways he has provided hope for believers in centuries past. That's why it's vital that every day we spend time in the word going through sequentially. Because as you do it, you'll see how God rescued Israel time and time again. You'll see how Jesus healed people time and time again. And as you read that, you can say, well, there's got to be hope for me. Because look what God just did. I just read this morning about Jericho. Boy, that was cool. They walked around that once each day. And on the seventh day, they walked around it seven times. And then they shouted. And Jericho's walls, which were very, very high, if you've ever read about it, collapsed right around the city. Fantastic. I would have loved to have been there, except it might have been a bit hot. Anyway, number three, trust God's timing. Sometimes God answers our prayers and fulfills our hopes quickly. At other times, for his own divine reasons, he allows us to wait. Remember, it was through faith and patience that Abraham's hope was fulfilled. He was told that there were going to be many nations from his loins. And he went right through to his 80s, I think, before it ever happened. Gosh, it would have given up. I would have given up by then. But he, he continued to believe and have faith and hope that he would be a father. And he was. The fourth one is thank God today. Though it's arduous to rejoice as we, as we wait for hopes to be filled, rejoicing enables God to perfect us in ways which we are unable to see all the time. And this kind of hope, purified in the, in the crucible of waiting and sometimes suffering, does not disappoint. You'll find that in Romans 5, 1 to 5. When you're going through difficult things, what, you ca what is so important is that you say, despite this problem with, my, with this child, despite this problem with my husband, despite this problem with my wife, despite this problem with the uh, income drying up, I'm going to put my trust in God. I'm going to hang in there. I'm going to believe. And it will happen. Here's a key verse. Listen to this carefully. Whatsoever you ask for, the scripture says, whatsoever you ask for, comma, believe that you have received it, past tense, comma, and it will be granted unto you. I believe for my husband's salvation. I thank you, Lord, for saving him. 
Keep believing that and he will be saved. Keep hoping, hoping, oh gosh, please God save my husband. Won't happen. Your hope is in the truth of the word and the truth of the word says, says that you and your household will be saved. All of my household is going to be saved. All of my household is saved and I am seeing the manifestation of it one by one. And one of those manifestations in all her beauty is here today. <coughs> so have you lost hope about something? You know, you can regain lost hope with Jesus' help. Right now, turn to the author of all hope and rest in him. The Bible says in Hebrews... This hope we have as an anchor in the soul. Thank you, Jen, for finding that beautiful pick. Look at that anchor. But what's on the anchor? It's the cross, the cross of Jesus. He's our anchor. A hope both sure and steadfast. I want you all to just pray this prayer with me. If there has been is some despair in your life that you've been really struggling to get out of I hope that the, the, the understanding of these scriptures will help you if you want to find out where all those scriptures are just call me or email me and, and I'll, I'll email you through those, these notes and then you can just go through and, and study the scriptures but if you've got a real difficult situation we're going to close the meeting in a, in a couple of minutes and have a cup of tea just come forward and we'll be happy, happy to pray for you and break anything off that's been following along and trying to destroy you. Give the devil a kick in the backside. Let's pray this prayer after me. Father, forgive me for not seeing you as you truly are. Please use your word to encourage me. Help me to hide it in my heart. Let your Holy Spirit direct me moment by moment as I wait in the hope that you have given me through our Lord Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. We're finished.